In the shadow of the most powerful city in the world, the Capital Golf Gang is on the air with instructor John Ronis from the Ronis Academy at River Creek, executive director of the Middle Atlantic PGA, John Gould, and former University of Maryland golfer, Ron Thomas. And now your host from Afternoon Drive on the Team 980 Radio in Washington, D.C., Steve Zabin. A special edition today because we had to tape early and the PGA Championship is going on right now and boys, we have no idea (laughs) anything that is happening as you listen to this program today. Such as the perils of both uh, a golf trip that has been on the books for 19 years now, our trip to Pinehurst, as well as just the PGA moving to the spring, which is normally not the case. So with that said, a special show Big golf clap, John Ronis, to Christopher Johnson, a.k.a. CJ. Thank you, guys. Good to see you, buddy. CJ, of course, longtime program director at Team 980 and has done stuff with various radio shows throughout the years here in D.C. and is working with the Salute Military Golf Association, your shirt right there, the SMGA. Correct. Jim Estes of uh, Only Golf Park. Please tell me it's still around, Only Golf Park. Oh, yeah, of course. Thank God. Jim's still the you know head instructor out of there. Excellent. Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, used to be my go-to place when we worked out there in Silver Spring because I could shoot up between shows, CJ, to Only Golf Park, hit as many balls as possible, come back, be sweaty and stinky, and sit in the studio with Andy Poland. Where we had the, at that studio, where we had the lemonade vendor, RIP. This is a crazy story. Okay, this is not golf related. But for some reason, John Ronis, I was talking about famous beer men in baseball. Like Ronnie Woo Woo is a legendary beer man in Chicago with the Cubs. You've heard of him, right, CJ? Yep. Okay. There's a guy in Milwaukee who had a bobblehead made out of him. He was called the he's called the Ice Man because whenever he gives, he's like, "Oh, this is ice cold this year. Better have your mittens on. You like that?" And he's got these sayings. Yeah. I said to CJ in a text on Tuesday morning, "I go, who was that crazy beer man that our radio GM Bennett brought from Baltimore to the studio to do his act just for our boss Todd Castleberry?" And it turns out it was a lemonade guy, not a beer man. So he had it confused. There's the local uh, legend who's Robo Vendor, who you've probably seen, Robo, Robo Man, who's the guy who he uh, invented the can opener that you take right off the top oh, yeah, of the yeah. beer can so you can dump it right in. But of all days <laughs> for Zabe to ask me this question. You sent me a link to an article dated May 17th, 2021, headline... Lemonade vendor, legendary lemonade vendor, passes away, RIP. No way. Yeah, so I was thinking about him and talking about him. Wow. Right at the same time the guy passed. But yeah. Goosebumps. You know, that was back, CJ, when radio would spend money willy-nilly. Yeah. When a general manager would go, sure, 500 bucks to bring a lemonade vendor 40 miles south just to entertain one of our... Exactly. He's still like to this, different world. He did this lemonade <laughs> dance, and he had this lemonade song that he did in the aisles of Camden Yards forever. Oh yeah, That's incredible. Yeah, in fact, I think I could find it here if it uh, if you got a second. But anyway, we're going to get to the golf today. We got a lot to talk about. We're going to play a quick nine. I got a good uh, nine hole layout for the boys today, and we're going to tell some stories from our experiences in golf because CJ, as you know, John Ronis used to bartend. 
<laughs> at Burning Tree. I didn't know that. Well, now you know, and you're going to hear Woo, few stories. Be careful that. with those stories. <laughs> I hope there's some deceased people that you're going to be talking about with those stories. Unbelievable. And you got to know the great Ken Venturi pretty well because he went there quite a bit. He did. I mean, most of his times uh, that he would be there would be during Kemper Week when he would come oh, in. Right, right. Him, him and Nance were... Yep members so they would come in and so was frank turkinian a member as well so they would sort of come in and that was super cool for me obviously because i was sort of just getting going in the media business and working side jobs like tending bar at burning tree on the weekends the interesting story about that whole kemper thing is that was our u.s open qualifier week right and i always corresponded with that and i remember being on the back range with uh gary mccord and he said look at this thing taylor may just put out it's this hybrid they're calling it a rescue it was a prototype oh wow of the burner bubble first hybrid first rescue gary mccord had that mccord had it i think it was like a two loft and he said give this we were just alone me and him on the back of the range two degrees aloft give it was a two i think it was like a two iron (laughs) and um it was wild and that thing was tiny back then too it'd be amazing to look at it now yeah here's your uh lemonade guy ronnie woo right here oh i don't have the audio up for some reason but yeah this was him. He was like, okay, here, lemonade, lemonade, lemonade. Uh, rest in peace. I should get his uh, real name. Harold Jacobson, I want to say. Anyway, we digress. Let's get into the golf. It's championship week, PGA Championship at Kiowa. I'll start by saying this. It is one of those places that is unlike anything you've ever seen if you've been lucky enough to go there. Who here besides me has been to Kiowa? I've been there. I haven't played the ocean course. I played all the other courses in the area. Okay. Saw the CJ? ocean course. The sad thing is, is I've been going to Charleston five to six times a year since 1999. Never been sister, to Kiowa. My sister and my nieces live there. Okay. And I've never played Kiowa or even actually been over to Kiowa. But I've okay. played almost every other course and club down there, but not Kiowa. Yeah. It's the most wild yeah. place. I mean, just rolling down the street and you could see a 10-foot gator <laughs> just crossing the street. Yeah. And then the golf courses... The amount of alligators that I saw when I was playing down at Kiowa was mesmerizing to me. Not to mention the <laughs> That's size where they of, live, John. Yeah, I guess so. I guess live all, all of them live there. The <laughs> birds. And it's because it was a uh, wildlife refuge, yeah. I yeah. believe, for many, many years. Maybe still is. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty cool place. I was standing uh, outside. I played the ocean course there. John Gould helped hook me up. Thank you. Big shout out to Johnny. Um, he's down there this week at Kiowa, obviously, as a PGA of America member, um, administrator. But he, uh, he hooked me up down there, and it was an incredible experience because I played by myself. Interesting. Wow. A single, which kind of took away from, I think, the experience. I would have been better being with some people, even not even good golfers, because it didn't feel proper, I guess. Yeah. You had a yeah. caddy, so, right? Had a caddy. Yeah. It was just me and a caddy. Yeah. Which was also a little bit too close for comfort. You kind of run out of things to talk about at some point, right? Right. Because right. it's just you and him yeah. the whole time. Yeah, and you want to get the experience that the other people are having. And then all of a the sudden, conference. there's like 15, 20 people. Oh, I sorry. went down the net. I went. I don't know why the lemonade guy just popped up right now. I have no idea. That just brought back serious <laughs> memories, though. Yeah, yeah I know. It's amazing. It did. <laughs> so I'm at Kiowa, and I played the 18 holes uh, with just myself and the caddy. It was benign weather, which was great. Wasn't blowing. It's the middle of summer, and afterwards I just hung out right by the clubhouse by 18 as the ocean, 
and the smells and the feel just kind of wafted over you. And the, the clubhouse melts in from a big expanse of green grass where kids were running around playing near the clubhouse into the dunes, into the sand, off to the ocean. And I just said, wow, this is unlike anything I've ever seen before. It's magic. It is a beautiful piece of property. And the other golf courses there, I played uh, the River and Cacique. Okay. And they are, they're all stunning. It's just a, it's a really uh, serene place. Is that the right word? Uh, yeah. Quiet. Uh, an expensive place. It's very expensive. The houses that are on Kiowa and the Ocean Course, mm-hmm. upwards of $10 million. Yes. And I mean, no offense to South Carolina, it's $10 million in South Carolina. Yeah. This is not Hollywood. Yeah, and it's, it's not, not Manhattan. Ten million dollars. Imagine how big that house has to be. It's not a quick drive to downtown Charleston either. No, it's not because no. they're or an easy drive to get off the island. Yeah, right. But I think they kind of like being on the island. So the question is this: A, are you good with the PGA being there? It's definitely not your typical championship type course. They had the Ryder Cup there in '91, and then they had the PGA there last time was 2014. I want to say 12. with 12. Okay, 2012. Yeah. Um, it's impossible to get to if you're not staying there. They've had shuttle bus stories, nightmares, they say, with the media getting to the course. Is this the right place for a championship, John? Well, you know, the PGA has been known to to diversify a little bit more than some of the other majors. So, um, you know, I think, one, they look at it. Look, it's not public where it's price efficient where people can go play, but you could go play it. Yeah. Um, you know, you could pay and play or stay at the sanctuary or whatever and play. So I think in that regard, it's good. You know, it's interesting. It's one of those courses that if the wind blows, it's going to be next to impossible. It looks like the wind's not going to blow this week. But, um, you know, I think otherwise it's going to be a decent test of golf. And uh, I think people like to see um, scenery like that. And there's, a, there's stories behind it and they've hosted it there before. So, yeah, I mean, why not? Why not? Yeah. CJ? Uh, yeah, I totally agree. It plays courses like that. They play so well on TV. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, when you're going to get to those 14 through 18 and especially the theater that you're going to see on like 17 with the, you know, the wreckage that's going to happen from these players throughout, you know, the weekend there. There's no question about it. I mean, I think what back in 12 wasn't something like the scoring average on Friday was 78. Yeah, I think it was something like that. I think I heard Rory say he, he shot 75, and it was like one of the better rounds he ever played. Yeah. And they're not so, going to sniff it, but it can go 7,800 yeah. yards. And they yeah. said they're going to move the tees back and forth where it's going to be around, I think they said anywhere from like 75.5 to 76.5. But, yeah. whoo, that's, that's a test of golf. The other thing about that course, and a lot of courses in that area are going to this, uh, they use a breed of uh, green grass called Paspalum. Yeah. You know Paspalum? Yes, yes, yes. It's phenomenal. Yeah. I heard them talk about it. It's, you, you would know. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's a, yeah. it's phenomenal. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a specific type of grass that tolerates salt yeah. and salty air, almost thrives on it. And so it was so perfect. The greens were so dense, so smooth, no grain to them like typical Bermuda. It's a stand-up grass. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I'd say it was some of the best surfaces I've ever seen. So these guys won't have any excuses if it comes to making putts this week. No, Suffice I mean, again, and if the wind is, is down, then they're going to – those scores will still be, you know, four and five under, I think. Uh, someone will shoot four or five under every day. Uh, what the score will be, it'll probably be in the 12, 12 range. Okay. Um, because, again, it's just not supposed to be 40-mile-an-hour winds. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's talk about the Salute Military Golf Association. C.J., this is an incredible organization that Jim Estes 
pretty much stood up on his own, and it works with our wounded veterans to learn the game of golf and to give them something to pour themselves into as part of their complete rehabilitation from having paid some of the ultimate prices for our freedom. Yeah. Back in 2007, uh, Jimmy had uh, gone into Walter Reed, and he basically you know, just saw the conditions there, and he said, uh, you know, I want to do something about this. And, you know, for those who, who know Jim, he said, well, about the only thing I know how to do is teach golf, golf and, right. and, and, and play golf. And so along with his childhood friend, very close friend, Jamie Winslow, who was sort of the, the business side of the operation, uh, together they the co-founded the SMGA back in 2007. And, you know, as you said, it's a 501c3, and uh, it, it's all about rehabbing post-9-11 wounded veterans using golf as therapy. So there's there's a million post-9-11 or, or just veteran charities that are out there, all or most of which do well, whether it's, you know, building houses or sending vets to ball games or, uh, you know, uh, getting them jobs, you know, yeah. whatever it is. And and all those are great, and we, and we work, you know, and, and have partnerships, you know, with them. But uh, our main objective is is literally using golf to rehab the men and women veterans uh, post 9-11 specifically. We're open to all veterans from, you know, all wars, but but to be an actual member uh, and, and to go through the full program, which means you're fitted with TaylorMade clubs. We have a partnership with TaylorMade uh, where once uh, all of our veterans go through the program, which is a series of eight clinics that we do every Saturday morning. We have 11 chapters all over the country. Once you go through the series of eight clinics, you, uh, you're you eligible to receive these clubs. You get, you know, full fitting. And and so, and then you, you remain in the program. You can continue to go to the chapters. Um, I mean, I don't know. Do you much, have to be. I don't know how much you want me to keep going. No, on, no, I'm, can, I'm listening. Yeah. Do you have to be wounded? Yeah, well, so so you can participate as a veteran, but in order to be an actual to to go through and be a full fledged member of the SMGA know, of the SMGA, you have to be a, a have been wounded okay. in theater, right? Uh, so, uh, and that can be that doesn't have to be a, a wound that we can see. Yeah, it, it could be, be it could be right. PTSD, it yep. could be TBI, traumatic brain injury, right. and and you know, and we obviously have plenty of uh unfortunately men and women that that uh you know suffer from that as well but, but we if had, you were but if you were on the ss nimitz in the gulf and you were pushing buttons you're not going to get free golf yeah yeah i mean <laughs> sorry but you know hey there's only so much you guys can do yeah we're talking about people who have lost limbs legs arms i mean we you name it that would have never thought to play golf even before they were injured but certainly wouldn't think they could afterwards most of uh th- those that participate in SMGA, have never played, had never played golf before they went into the military. Right. Uh, some have, most have him. One of my fa- favorite stories is a guy, his name is Steve, actually, uh, who was paralyzed from the waist down. He came, when he came home, when he got out of the hospital, he was just so discouraged and so down that he, he actually, wheel, he took his golf clubs, he wheeled himself out to the back and he threw him in the trash can, mm. you know, just because he loved oh, playing man. so much before. And uh, he happened to be at a Washington football team game in a in a suite for one of the other charities, Yellow Ribbon Fund. We actually did some work back at, the, yeah. at, at when we were at 980 with them for one of our golf tournaments. 
And, uh, you know, he, he was out there at one of the games and he met a couple of our other SMGA board members that are veterans. And, um, you know, they, they were trying to get his spirits up, ask him what he likes to do. And, and he said, well, I used to play golf, but he basically was like, F that, you know, I can't play golf anymore. I'm paralyzed from the waist down. They told him, no, 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 you come out to one of our clinics. We have this piece of equipment called the Paragolfer, wow. which is awesome. And it, um, so he came out one Saturday morning with his wife. And um, so yeah, I introduced myself to him. I put him in this Paragolfer, which is basically this incredible piece of equipment where uh, there's a strap that goes underneath your arms. Okay. And then there's, there's two remotes. So you it's can attach to the golf cart, I assume. It's, so you can get around, right? It's a it's a personal cart yeah. Yeah, that personal has cart. almost like a uh, pile driver wheel on the bottom of it. Uh, what would you steamroller wheel on it? Not a pile driver, steamroller wheel on it that can swivel. It doesn't affect the greens. You can take it onto the green. You can take it in, to any part of this the golf This is it course. right here, I assume. The paragolfer. Yeah. Where I'm not, I don't see a screen. Oh, in sorry. Front of me. <laughs> I'll turn the TV yeah. on, but go ahead, keep yeah. talking. So, so, um, yes. Yeah, so, basically, you know, I I put him in this, you know, I strap him up, and then what it does is it's got two remotes. One that'll take you, you know, front, back, left, right, you know, mm-hmm. and the other one that'll stand you completely up vertically if you have no use of your legs or you don't have. Legs. Got it now. I don't still don't not now it. okay but all right but so then with this strap that's underneath your arms that goes across your chest it leaves your arms free to swing the golf club so you're standing straight up and you wow. can and you can swing the golf club yeah so I put them in this and there it is right there that's yep, yeah that's yep. exactly it yep. man what a device it, it's inc- it's incredible and as you can Look see right there it it <clears> stands yeah. the person's directly up like that and they they can free swing so, so we, we go out to the yep. clinic and and you know we and what we do at the clinics is we'll have you know we'll have about six to eight local pros that are there, and we break off into different uh, you know uh, sessions. So there'll be a chipping area, there'll be putting, mm. driving irons, whatever. So I take him you know over and and he starts you know swinging the club. All of a sudden, biggest smile on his face, yeah, you know, and then his you know he, he's you know just he's having the best time. His wife's crying. She's the first time he's ever smiled in, you know, six yes. months since he's, yeah. you know, since he's been home. He thought he could never do this, you know, mm-hmm. all this stuff. So we, we usually go for about, you know, two and a half hours, and then we have lunch. We have a lot of partners that we catered lunch. And so I said to him, uh, I was like, Stephen, he, we were in a chipping session. He, he goes, uh, Stephen, we're about to break for lunch, you know, to come in for lunch. And uh, and, and he goes, do you mind if I just stay? Wow. You know, I, I, you know, not even go in. And I said no. He literally then proceeded to hole one from about sixty yards oh out at Olney Golf Park, on there. That's awesome. He was having the greatest time, and you know, so that that's just you know, one, that's one six, example. One, one, that's one thing. example yeah. of a of a you know too many. Real quick, I I got just two minutes here before the break. Uh, John Rota says a guy who teaches golf and understands how the game is. Oftentimes, us a- amateurs like to joke, you know. Golf takes so much time to be any good. Who's got time for it? Well, you know who's got time for it? Someone who's come back from war who needs something to throw themselves into, to immerse themselves into Yeah, it's an amazing thing that that you guys have provided. We used to work with them at Woodmont, and we'd bring them over a couple times a year. I'm actually certified in amputee teaching, 
Um, I teach a uh, pretty well-known guy around here who's uh, lost his leg to cancer, not to um, right. to the military. But it's something that um, it's a game that has equipped itself for the person who, who has those physical limitations um, to be able to still play. It's something you, you just can't go play tennis anymore. You can't. Uh, yeah. You can go play basketball and things like that. There's there's plenty of opportunities for different sports, but these this is a lifetime sport. And um, when that light at the end of the tunnel is there for these people coming back with so many mental and physical injuries, um, you've just provided a great a great service. And as a golf professional, I say I appreciate it because um, you know I appreciate all those men and women who fought over there yeah. for us. Real quickly, the best part that of it is it's a sense of accomplishment. So they come back, they're, you know, struggling a lot mentally. All of a sudden you start the sport, you swing and you miss, you swing and you miss. Then you hit the ball. Yeah. Then you feel good. Yeah. Then you hit a grounder, feel good. Then it goes in the air. Then you feel, feel even better. better. And then, yeah. you know, just level up, up, up. And then you eventually get on the golf course and it's, you know, you're off and running. Right. Blue skies SMGA. And What's the website? SMGA.org. We actually have our uh, yearly annual tournament coming up at Manor Country Club on June 7th. Uh, right. So you can participate at smga.org. All right, very good. When we come back, we'll play a quick nine. It's a special edition of the Capital Golf Gang right here on the Team 980. You are listening to the Capital Golf Gang, four guys who once dreamed of becoming caddies on the PGA Tour until they found out you have to take the blame for everything. PGA Championship week. Sadly, we are pre-taped from earlier in the week. I'm down in Piners right now with my Goombas, 19 years running the Malcolm McLeod Memorial. Anyone who's cut a golf tournament, an annual trip that has lasted this long, shout out to you. I know other people have had events last longer. It's tough to do. Guys drop out, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. what happened to old Clarky? I don't know. Where's Sign Boy? He's on wife number three. <laughs> you remember Sign Boy? I, I saw him from a distance at Augusta, uh, you know, last month when you I was sure it was there. him. I'm pretty positive it was him. My Sign Boy, Adam yeah, McKay, Adam. not the real one that was in the TV commercial. No, I'm pretty sure it was Adam. Okay, we nicknamed this guy Sign Boy because he looked like. Remember the FootJoy commercial oh, series yeah. with Sign Boy, <laughs> who was like the super fan, you know? Yeah. yeah. That was I'm pretty sure it was Adam. He was far okay. away, and I didn't feel like running after him. But, uh, <laughs> well, running yeah. is not permitted. Yeah, yeah. that's right. We can't even run. That's Patrons. right. Yeah. yeah, but we were, uh, we were just counting up that we've got about six or seven of the OGs on this trip, and um, a lot of good men haven't yeah. made it over the years, and you're, like, you're sad because you had so much fun with them. Things yeah. happen. Life good happens. You have new blood, though. It is. It's yeah. and good to have a radio show and a podcast yeah. to recruit from. Yeah. Because I'm always recruiting, so I got this new wave always yep. coming in. Yep. Which is very necessary. Okay, that said, let's get to a quick nine. Nine golf hypotheticals and or theoretical questions and other assorted knickknacks. Hole number one. What relaxes you more on a golf course? A speaker with a playlist or a cocktail or two or three? You know, I'm not a music guy. I mean, I'm a music guy. Right, you I'm play in a band. band. We just, just played south last of weekend. Seven. <laughs> yeah, had a good gig. But last you don't weekend. like music on the course. You know, I just I don't mind it. I just have one. I can barely work the speakers situation. I can't <laughs> right. barely do that. Can't get and, the Bluetooth going. Yeah. So you know, honestly, when I play with my buddies, usually around the 12th hole or something, uh, and I know the the round has pretty much gotten away from me at that point, <laughs> I'll have a beer. Okay. But that's about it for me. But 
I would say, to answer your question, it would be more of a cocktail. But I think I better start figuring out the music situation. Surprisingly enough for me, it's, uh, it's music, actually, for me. Uh, I don't drink a lot on the golf course. Afterwards, uh, I'll get into <laughs> it. Uh, so I'll on the course, it, you want to be fully in touch with your own paranoia, uh, fears, yips, well, excitement, adrenaline, no, etc. No, well... Well, yeah, I don't, I don't need the cocktails for that. I mean, there's certain rounds that I'll get, you know, certainly get after it. Uh, but, uh, but I prefer the music. I'm a big music guy. I, I'll have it going. What if but, it's not your playlist? Uh, bothers me. Yeah, I like to be in control of. Of course, and, and you most do. Most of people that I'm playing with know that about me. So they don't like mind. They'll listen to somebody else's playlist. My yeah. question is yeah. for the, for that: if you have your speaker going and the people in the other card have their speaker going, does it just turn into some sort of mashup that you're start, just like, yeah. oh, I can't even pull the club back? Yeah, when you when you get no? up to, when you get up to the tee box, it definitely is some kind of like yeah. Saturday night mashup show, right. like yeah. late night mashup that would show. If, me. if it was me, I'd be like the Taliban. I would ban music and you don't dancing. Like it at all. No, because yeah. you know what it happens. You go, hey, Jim, I need my wedge. Yeah, he yeah. can't hear you because yeah. he's got the speaker going. And he's dancing over there. If you're playing with guys that are dancing, Zane. Yeah, he's dancing oh, like Caddyshack. I, I think Shack. you're playing with the wrong guys. Oh, um, I've, got buddies right. that have, I've got buddies that have subwoofers on the back. <laughs> oh, <there. yeah. laughs> I mean, exactly. Right. All right, hole number two, quick nine. Do you pride yourself on not losing balls by being an excellent spotter? And if so, what is your technique? I will not lose a ball. Yeah. I, will, I will not lose a ball. So the technique, first of all, I do this in high school golf, so I'm spotting nonstop. That's true. You'd right? be in a so, high school coach. And my eyes are starting to go, so I do use binoculars more now. But when I'm playing, it's always watch where it goes in, immediately pick a reference point, a tree, or a color of the grass or whatever. And, and sometimes, don't take my eye off that spot. It was my ball. It was someone else's yeah. ball. CJ? Very similar. I pride myself on being a great golf ball spotter. Yeah. Uh, every time that I'll fi- I'll walk straight to when somebody hits an errant shot, I know like exactly where. Beeline it's at. to it. I'll yeah. go straight to where it, and people will say, "How How'd did you, you find how'd that? How'd you find that?" I and paid I, attention, and I will say, <laughs> right. I say right. "Guys, I caddied in a major. Yeah, I had to. That's right. I you caddied, caddied for Jim Astis Jim at yeah. the senior PGA, <laughs> at, the, right. at, at the senior open, senior and, open. Yeah, right. and uh, but so I had to pay attention out there with that, but." But yeah, I did. I just do the same thing. I find that you know, you, I pick you, a you watch point. it, yeah. and then you go, okay, went in by that little white skinny yeah. tree, just about two steps left of the green tuft of grass. Yeah. yeah. And then you actually chart a course. You say, okay, I'm going to focus and walk straight down yeah. a line, and I'm going to f- beeline into it. Yeah. It's satisfying when you find someone else in your group's ball that seemingly would have been lost. Right. Because it makes them feel like you just performed a magic trick. Especially in a tournament. <laughs> I just watched. Yeah. Yeah. However, I'm typically pessimistic when I hit a really errant shot. I'm like, no, no, no. That effing thing's gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, do you ever do the thing <laughs> when a ball's screaming toward the woods? Do you ever scream out, quiet, because you need to hear if it hits something? And do you ever assign left, right, center for guys to spot? Because sometimes you need to say, I'm just going to cover the left side. Yeah. You cover the right kick. That's all this high-level stuff, right? Very high-level. Yeah, I'll teach no, you that not, later on. Not later. <laughs> all right, so match plays. I want you to score the following these following showdowns in match play style. One up, two up, all square, you name it. Bigger golf nerd, Jordan Spieth versus Justin Thomas. I'll go two and one for Jordan Spieth. Close. It's close. Okay. So I would have said Jordan Spieth up until that ridiculous putt that Justin Thomas made playing with Tiger Woods in the Ryder Cup uh, last time around when he then dropped his putter and said, 
I love me some me when he did that Torello. <laughs> it was and it was one of the more cringeworthy, uncomfortable <laughs> moments that I can remember. So I all would, square. Yeah, I would go all square. A half of that. <laughs> I would go uh, one up. Spieth on, one up is uh, my my yeah. score. Is Spieth one up on yeah. bigger golf nerd. Yeah. Bigger thrill in golf: holding a thirty footer for birdie or cutting the corner on a dog leg. It's not even close. Uh, holding a thirty footer for birdie. So yeah, I'm going to go like six and five on that one of holding yeah. a thirty footer, yeah. only because I don't know if I've ever been in control with the driver enough to, to, cut, to, to cut, cut the, the corner. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. cutting the corner is a four and three winner on that one. Really? Okay. Yeah, anyone can get lucky slapping in a thirty footer. When you cut the corner, it's like you have just dominated the hole. But you still <laughs> hey, have the hole to play. Yeah. Well, I still forget about all it. that. Yeah, you yeah. still yeah. got to finish the hole. Still have to chunk <laughs> a wedge yeah. at that point. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, third one on match play. Uh, which would you rather have? A President's Cup here in the D.C. area every four years, say out at RTJ where it used to be on a pretty regular cycle, or a PGA Tour visit, but to Avenel, and it's on that July 4th-ish weekend where it is miserably hot. Which yeah. would you rather have you know, score that match? So this one pisses me off because I just don't understand why golf disrespects I know. Area here. We used to have both. I don't. I don't right. Under, I don't understand right. what happened. Like, this is. There's so much money here. There's so much history. Like everything. I don't understand why we get disrespected. We can't get good dates. But given the two, I thought about this one. I would go with the Presidents Cup. And one I would up. Say one up. On yeah, there. I'd go all square on that one. I, I I would take either of them. But you know, the Presidents Cup is usually October, and that is a nice nice spot for the DC area. Okay, I'm gonna go uh, regular tour stop two up. I love the President's Cup. I love all these team events, but every year there's a lot to be said for that, even with the ridiculous yeah. weather. And the President's Cup brought a couple less groups to see, so it's very crowded. I mean, do you, I just miss the Morris Atalskis of the world. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Abraham Answer. Right. Guys like that. Uh, score this one. More embarrassing. Driving away from your clubs while sitting at the bag drop and having to go back or not having cash to pay your bet. Score that match. I, I'm, I'm going, uh, honestly, 10 and 8 of the not ca- having cash <laughs> because it's just it's nightmare. Crash. What about Venmo, though? Yeah, that's, see, that's, that's now how it's I done. Guess, yeah, I'm too old for yeah, this see, nonsense. See, I just do the Venmo, so I would go like yeah. pulling away without. Then know, you have to have like cash three in the and bank. Two or something then you don't like have to, yeah. the humiliation of actually handing money to your yeah. opponent. See, I like yeah. taking the Venmo. money by the hand, so yeah. the Venmo's not as, not as gratifying. Visceral. Right, exactly. Have you ever left your clubs at the club drop no but i have many times as a golf professional hopped in a cart drove all the way back here with someone else's clubs on the back <laughs> that doesn't shock me yeah. Nice. yeah okay uh score this one more annoying cart path only or punched greens Ooh. It's, it's not that's a six and five punch greens for me because i've actually started walking Nice. Oh, good for you. Down 26. Ding, ding, ding. Nice. Congratulations. So I've started nice. walking a lot. So I don't, Cart Path only doesn't bother me as much anymore. So. Okay. I'm going to go all square on that one. I just, you know. Depends. I like to, it, depends you know on it. I, got, I got 20 minutes to play. Yeah. I want to be able to drive yeah, to the yeah. ball. Yeah. <laughs> I got is to play it, six uh, holes in 20 minutes. Is it core aeration or is it the micro tines? Well, That's yeah, it depends. <laughs> is it sanded over where they're pretty full and it's pretty, oh, you know, sand, flat? The sand. The sand yeah. is well, brutal. Worst. Necessary, though, for good agronomy. Uh, final one of match play on this extended hole number three. Worst part of summer golf here in the DMV. Constant thunderstorms versus bugs. Score that match. I don't have a problem with bugs. 
I just I'm outside all day long. I just don't have a problem with bugs. So uh, right. the constant thunderstorms of planning, and then what the thunderstorms do to the golf courses here is just a disaster. Yeah, yeah. So. I can show you my ankles and my arms. So that's a bugs 100 percent for yeah. me. I just got eaten up in wow. So in different the eastern, in, the, in eastern shore uh, this past weekend. Oh, they, they love me. In fact, I put bugs. I thought we, I didn't know if we were sitting in the van or not. I put bug spray on before we actually. <laughs> no I wonder why I was getting lightheaded in here. Right. It's yeah, that deep. To walk yeah. over here, yeah. sinking into my yeah. skin. I, I think that is a push in that match. They both suck. No, they do. I remember they being do. at Lansdowne. We had planned around, looked forward to it for several days. Hint of lightning in the area. No actual rain. Pull everyone off the course. Right. Wait, 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 wait. Pretty much wiped us out. I'm like, this this place sucks yeah. in the well, summer. Well, wasn't their fault. Well, especially okay. down there at Lansdowne. Cause right and on the, they've right got bugs the as well. They've got both. Yeah. All right, on to hole number four, quick nine. What was the worst club concept in manufacturing in the last 30 years? Well, the Cleveland VAS iron was an anti-shank face-forward iron. That Corey Pavin signed on to play right after he won the U.S. Open yeah. in so 95, I believe, at Shinnecock. 1% <laughs> now's variable absorption system. So it was That's like, what it was called? Yeah. So oh it was like a, like, a, like a little tiny piece of plastic on the back that was supposed to absorb all the shock. But those things were heinously ugly, and they were purple. So they were face forward and purple. Uh, you just could, should quit the game at that point. I mean, this one for me, this is going way back almost to the, to the edge of the 30 years, but it's definitely within the 30 years. When I was back at Phil Hawes' golf store. Yeah, East Coast Phil. Golf and Tennis. Right. They used to have the head golf clubs. Oh, yeah. And I, oh, yeah. Who was playing them on tour? Big dude. He used to play at the Kemper Open all the time. Anyways. Phil Blackmar? No, it wasn't Phil Andy Blackmar. Bean. It was, <laughs> might have been Andy Bean. No. <laughs> and they, the actual reps would come in and tell us, to hit two golf balls at the same time to, to sell the golf clubs into the net. That, that that was the way to show how big the sweet spot was. Because really? was, Head was like big in the tennis Yeah, rackets. they were a tennis company. So they had, <laughs> yeah, never buy so a golf club for the tennis selling company. Them. It was literally a hockey stick, the, the oversized head, yeah, uh, joke. head club. All right, I think the worst idea, and it sounded terrible, the square driver from Nike. Went straight. <laughs> Callaway had one, too. Yeah, where are they now? Yeah, they're not here. Right. They're not <laughs> here anymore. Because did they go that straight, really? They went pretty straight. but they If went, they went straighter reason, than other drivers, well, then why aren't they still reason, around? They went nowhere for some reason. Oh, they also sounded like an empty trash. Yeah, they did, yeah. yeah. The yeah. worst sounding yeah. driver, yeah. plus looking yeah. as dumb as they did. I remember KJ Choi got paid a lot of money to rock that square driver <laughs> for a good couple of years. Yeah. Hope he cashed in on that. I hope so. Too. Garbage club. Yeah, okay. Now, as the reverse to that hole, hole number uh, five, what is the sexiest-looking club in the last 30 years, even if it never made it big time? I'll go first, because you guys, it looks like you've got the beach ball spinning right now over your heads. Do you guys remember the Cleveland Classic 290 driver? Yeah. It was a titanium driver, but it was... A, it was so good looking. It was like this deep burgundy sort of color. And it had a, here's the uh, picture of it right here. I'm just looking it up on the uh, thing here. Um, it, uh, it, it had a gold insert, and it just kind of looked like 
one of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It yep. looked like a classic club, yeah, yep. even though it was not. It was a modern club right there. Yeah. That thing was so sexy. I'd love to get one now, except, well, the only ones you get are on eBay. They've got dodo marks up on the top like yeah. that. That's that actually looks like, like that Exio that they have now that Cleveland actually. I, I don't have the money for Exios. Yeah, they're, they're even expensive. with Buddy, I would like, like run out my bucks. entire <laughs> my entire trade budget with yeah. Buddy would be gone. All it. right, so go ahead, tell me what is the sexiest club you can think you know, they're, of? That they're, they're all great looking now. You know, they're they're the modern day golf club is just gorgeous looking the way it's finished and all the other stuff. But I'm gonna go back a little bit and go with the Yonex. Do you remember those <laughs> things? Yeah, of course. They had some cool graphite yeah. that we'd never yeah. seen before. The whole head was graphite. Yeah. It was like AX two thousand or something like that. But that thing was Didn't Mickelson play that oh, at yeah. some point? Mm-hmm. Many years. And that okay. was a cool looking club. Yeah, I don't I don't know the series, but the the Cobra uh it was the, the sort of the turquoise blue headed driver yeah, either the amp they, yeah or uh Ooh. yeah or their uh yeah. fly z's or whatever they were which had yeah. the sort of the crown on the top they were just cool colors in fact yeah. you could customize it you can get them in any color you wanted right. so that was pretty cool yeah. i was on cobra staff at the time and it was, it was i got all yeah. yukon colors okay <laughs> moving on hole number six have you ever snuck onto a golf course in your life and if so what happened i haven't so, yeah, so it was it was probably, I guess we were, I think we were freshmen in high school, and we snuck on to Manor Country Club in Rockville, and uh, Larry, the God bless, well, he's still alive. Uh, he, uh, <laughs> but God bless well, him God bless anyway. Him God bless Larry. <laughs> um, Larry also factors into my hole-in-one story mm-hmm. as well. Uh, but, but uh, yeah, Larry came out, caught us uh, out there. Uh, I think we were on about the 13th hole, so we had played that many. And uh, we were actually bold enough to actually tee off on number one. We didn't even go out into the middle of the golf course. We just Ooh. went out. Ooh. Larry caught us on 13, and uh, and we were scared as can be. And Larry's a little tiny man, but he, he frightened us. Called uh, the parents and was, like, threatening to, you know, whatever. He's going to call the police on us yeah. or whatever for trespassing and all this. Yeah. And, uh, and made us pay a guest fee. Made the parents yeah. like wow. come up and okay. pay like uh, some sort of fee. Yeah. I'm not proud to admit it, but back in my post college days, the boys and I would try to sneak past the starter without paying a green fee, and then go, "Oh, I forgot," kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. That's dirty pool. That's stealing. Yeah. That's yeah. wrong. Right. Uh, at Queenstown Harbor, we used to try to get a bonus nine because we'd be like, "Oh, we're just coming off of the river nine. Yeah, and we would test the. You know, the, the marshalling uh, efficacy out there, which right. was also stealing and wrong. <laughs> right. Wow. And then one time, I mean, and then yeah. one time when I was a junior, Mr. Ronis, <laughs> at the club you used to work at, the Bobby Bowers at the legendary Woodmont Country Club, yep. I decided I was going to go play a practice round. Oh, good. good. They had no set aside practice rounds. Showed up on a Thursday, walked up to the first tee, put the ball in the ground. Just a teenage kid with his bag over his shoulder made it halfway down the first hole, and then here comes the cart. And I was like, I'm sorry. I thought I could play a practice round <laughs> oh, for this junior tournament. What a degenerate I was, huh? Well, you know what? Thank it's, God I've grown up It's worth a try then. sometimes. I will make amends to all courses that want it, except for you, Swan Point. I did steal 18 <laughs> from you once. <laughs> hole number seven, is there a color of golf shirt? Or pants, and I'm looking at you, CJ, you simply will not wear. 
You rock the pink. You love the pink. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll wear anything. I mean, okay. you know, I don't, I'm not psyched about wearing like a vomit green shirt, you know, that would be out there. But otherwise, yeah. I'll wear. Do you wear neon? Yeah, I'll wear anything I hate that's the neon. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of out. The neon was in for a little while. It was in for a while. I mean, I yeah. really it's wear, out. I, I, I'm not big on like the. I love daily, but I'm not big on the loud mouth. Type. Okay. You know, I don't. So you wear, don't need. You're not a pants act. No, I'm. You not, don't need not like. A, hey, look at my pants, everybody. No, I'm not a look at me kind of. Sure. You know, I'm, on that. I'm kind of a pants. But, I mean, I like. I like white pants and blue well, that, pants. What don't and you like? like that. What don't, I don't you like? A what? white shirt. Plain white. Plain white, because one, my figure is not the best for the plain white. <laughs> okay, it shows too many uh, areas. And then second, by the time I'm done the day, it's like rotten near the collar. Yeah, and sure. every, you know, it's supposed to yeah. look like neatly pressed. But pants, free for all. I'll tell you what color I don't like, though. I know it's a little blasphemy for golf, but I don't like green. Green is not as popular as you would yeah. think it would be. We'll buy green. I don't know why that is. I, uh, I can't, the pastels, No. Uh, the neons, definitely no. I tend to be more conservative, kind of like Spieth, the Penn State colors, blues, grays, blacks, that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, I was going to say that the pants thing is interesting because, you know, pants that have the patterns on them, if you want to do like a big outfit, I guess that's okay. But you got to be committed to the bit. Yeah. And then there's the plus four guys that well, like no. to go plus four. You better be shooting plus four handicap. <laughs> You better There's be. There's nothing worse than a well, nothing worse than a handicap or a, a hacker yeah. who's wearing plus fours, right? Yeah, just, you better be good. Who was it, Billy Horschel? That they put him in the the whale pants for this yeah. Sunday when he was in the lead at the, I think it was the U.S. Open or PNC. Well, 80, it might have been a might have been an homage to Payne Stewart. No, it was for Izod, I think. I think oh, just yeah. was random. I yeah, think it was, it was manufactured because okay. the they script. Guys, yeah, yeah. yeah they, they, yeah. they don't get to choose what they yeah. wear. Yeah. They're like, we need to sell these shirts yeah. this week. Yeah, We're I don't want to call this. attention to me at all <laughs> once I put the golf club in my hand. <laughs> all right, number eight, hole number eight. How many majors should Tiger Woods have won with no swing changes, no scandal, no injury, and maybe just a little bit of luck? Because remember, at the PGA Championship, he had two of them stolen by Jabronis. Y.E. Yang and Rich Beam, no offense to your buddy, yeah. at Hazeltine. Mm-hmm. Those guys should have never stared down Tiger Woods. Yeah. Well, but and they he, did. And he almost lost to May, that, that one. Yeah. Okay, so March maybe in. it evens out. But, well, he's no, we should have beat him. But he's currently at 15. 14. 15. Uh, 15, right? No. 16? 15. No, 16 is the record. 15. No, 18 is the record. No, 18 is the record. I'm sorry. 15. He's at 15, yeah. He should have won 19. That's all? Yeah. I would I would put him more in the 22 to 24 range. Yes. Yeah. And and to me, yes. to me wow. it's not the scandal because he came back from the his wasn't it his uh his 2010 year was epic. It was unreal. And he should have won the Masters that year is when he hit the flag stick. And it came all the way right. back. That was the year he had and to took a bad drop. The, the scandal took the, took the bad drop, and, he, yeah. and they they penalized him for that. The scandal and was in November of '09, uh, right? It was in. I'll look it up. But, th- the scandal, but you're saying the following year, the scandal was in no, November of '09. Yeah. Okay. The scandal to me, though, that was that was obviously a major distraction, but it also showed that Tiger was experimenting at that point with some sort of mind-altering, whether it was sleep or painkillers or something. Because, remember, the scandal, yeah. he was sound asleep oh, after yeah. crashing his car. Yep. Now that's three times that we 
pretty much assume that he's been sound asleep behind the wheel. So that was the start of that. I think the number is somewhere in the mid-20s, if I say should have. Yeah, it's the working out in the Navy SEAL stuff to me that that hurt him more than the scandals, though. And I think that put him on the drugs. Yeah. Okay, finally, hole number nine. We've got to go quick here. What is the typical and wildly exaggerated driver distance most weekend hackers brag about when they say, let me tell you how how far I hit it on nine today. It's 300. 300. You hear it all the time. Yeah. Or they'll they'll say 300. I I smoked at 300 plus, you know, on a, you know, some... I roped that one 300 plus. Yeah. When in reality, <laughs> when in reality, most weekend golfers, if they were to see a real 300 yard drive, yeah. it would blow their minds. Oh, see, what are you doing way out here? And the sound and everything. You never hear, hear that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. All right. Coming up, final segment this week on the Capital Golf Gang Tales from the Grill Room. CJ with his <laughs> years at Burning Tree. I've got a few stories myself, and I know Mr. Ronas has at yeah. least one good golf story, so we'll get those out next. You're listening to the Capital Golf Gang here on the Team 980. You are listening to the Capital Golf Gang. Four guys who only care about one trajectory on their irons, Airborne. Need to get them airborne? Come see John Ronas here at the Ronas Golf Academy, where we are actually parked out by the back of the range at the River Creek Club. River Creek Country Club. River, yeah, River Creek, Creek Club. Golf and Snake Hunting the Club. R- the River Creek Club. Want to tell the snake Club. story real quick? Well, I was just putting up a picture in my bay, and as I picked the picture up from the ground, there was a good five-foot black snake right behind the picture. I didn't notice it then. I picked the picture up, put the chair up, put the picture up, got down off the chair, went to grab the chair, and there the guy was just staring at me going, what are you hey, doing, dude? What are you doing? Yeah. But you know what? I'm down by the river here. It's yeah. absolutely beautiful, and it's just the way it is. You know, nice. my door's open, and like snakes it. will come in. And I figure they're eating mice, and I just I talk to them for a second, <laughs> try to explain the ground rules, and then I just get them out. Yeah, they live down here. But don't worry, you will not encounter snakes. You'll just encounter top-flight instruction. Go look up the <laughs> Ronas Academy here at River Creek. Don't have to be a member. Come onto the back tee and get yourself some golf instruction. Also, Chris Johnson is with us this week, a special edition. He is with the Salute Military Golf Association, Jim Estes Brainchild. Go to smga.org to find out more about it, to direct a wounded veteran to it so they can be involved in this great game of golf. And if you want to donate money, equipment, time, you name it, that's a good starting point. Go to smga.org. Tales from the Grill Room. Siege, you were bartender at the legendary Burning Tree Country Club for many a year. Or golf club, I guess. They've got golf no club. tennis courts. They have no tennis courts. No, <laughs> no pool, no, no weddings. Pool. They don't even have any dinner. Yeah, they don't have dinner right. there. The, right. the club essentially closes at about 7 o'clock every day. Yeah, it's hard. For those that don't know, not it, listeners outside of the market, because we do have a lot of them, Burning Tree is a club that was founded in the 20s, I believe, has hosted presidents, world leaders, etc. It is right off of the Capitol Beltway, just inside the Beltway. And why? On the Maryland yeah. side. Because the Beltway was supposed to go through it, and the presidents there who were members said, 
why don't we just loop this thing around? If you and take now it's a look, an absolute death s turn right around. There. <laughs> yeah. If you take a look at the beltway, you'll see a little bump in yeah. how it goes. It's not a perfect little circle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's because they wielded a lot of power yeah. back in the right. day. Yeah. And it's a it is an all male club still yeah. hanging yeah. in there after all these years. Yep. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, it was because I think they allowed female members into Chevy Chase Club. I think is what it was. Chevy so Chase the, Country Club. So the Chevy Chase members ran away to go. So then a couple oh, of the okay. male members said, screw that, and they, they went over there. Yeah, and right. it's the same Alistair McKenzie, who did Augusta, did Burning Tree, and it's very similar in terms of hilly and with the flowers and all of that. It's a but beautiful yeah, parkland course. It's not yeah. A, yeah, it's not a long nope. no. you know, golf sure. course. Easy walk all. course. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and it's a, it's a club that... You know, every president was a member from Eisenhower up until Clinton, and he couldn't become a member because that was the time when all the grill rooms went away and he needed the female vote and all that. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's heaven on earth, if you can say that. I mean, it's, it truly is, is heaven on earth. There's an incredibly special place. There's congressmen, senators, everything else. I mean, I don't have a, it, it's not a – it's not a, a place where you would think, oh, this is a male club, you know, oh – you know, they, they, it's not pretentious. It's not pretentious. They don't. It's anything but pretentious. I, I don't watched allow them. It. You have to go through several stages to become a member and several sponsorships. And the last one is to have a small cocktail party with the board. And and I watched this one guy who got to that stage who was saying, "Oh, I was never." You know, once you got to that stage, you were in basically. And he he was sitting there, and there was about seven other guys. That was it. Small cocktail party. And I was attending Barford, and he said, oh, I never thought I was ever going to be an issue for me. You know, I'm a member at Seminole and Pine Valley, and he rattled off, you know, a bunch of those. And at that moment, he was disqualified, and, and, whether he knew it or not. And, the well, bragging, right? He was disqualified right there. The president wow. of the club heard him, pulled him aside, and said, I'm sorry, you can leave now. You're, you're done. Woo. That was it. And he, you know, <laughs> it was big time. I mean, that's, wow. they, they didn't like that at all. They weren't pretentious. It didn't matter what you did, what level. And one of the coolest things about it is, if you've been in there, the you know the the restaurant area, which is really not a restaurant area, it's just like the main main dining hall. Right. There's only two tables. There's and two long. Yeah. Two long picnic tables. Yeah. With bench seating. And they they want it like that, so everybody talks to everybody. You don't go off and sit in your table mm-hmm. over here, over there. There in that particular room back when I was there, there was only one TV at the very end that the general. <laughs> uh, ran and he only the general touched it and it was in the in the very end and in the bar area uh, there wasn't there weren't any TVs no TVs in the bar area which is a separate room the yeah, bar right. area was strictly for talking it was uh, for men together com- community you know for talking for right. playing cards smoking and it and the bar area is full with caricatures of all the members after you're in for a certain amount of years you have your own caricature of you yeah. that that surrounds the bar area in there and the other the other crazy thing about the bar is that it's literally right off of the men's locker well they're the the only locker they right. flow together there's no doors there's no doors right so i mean many times you <laughs> guys know, will walk through naked and you're they, like bro i'm eating here. they they would literally guys would walk uh you know they'd finish their round and before they would get in the shower they would literally as they're walking to the shower just like stop at the top of the stairs and sort of just wave so I could see them, so hey, they knew. I need a drink. I'll just, yeah. you know, I'll make, and everybody drank the same thing. Nobody, <laughs> you know, it was the same thing every, you know, every day that they were there. So it just kind of like a finger up in the air. I'd be like, oh, you know, Mr. So-and-so, yeah. I got you. 
and just completely naked ordering drinks. And yeah. uh, it's fantastic. You know, I, I, yeah. My first experience, uh, Ronus, was when I was lucky enough to get invited there. I drive up and I notice, I'm like, why are there cars parked on the grass? Yeah, because that's where the shade is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the kind of unpretentious yet sort of mythical club it is. It's hard to get into, but they're like, yeah, we'll park in the shade. It's our club. We do whatever yeah, we want. Right. I it mean, is, yes. I it's mean, not anarchy. It's not Animal House, but it is also we're not hung up on ourselves. No. But there were, I mean, I saw congressmen play golf with their shirts off. Jack Valenti, who's the... the, the <laughs> Head of the MP Motion Picture he, Association of yeah, America. Yeah, he was a speechwriter for presidents before that and stuff. And at the time when he was there, he was, you know, probably in his 70s. So, and he would always play, this little Italian man would play golf with his shirt off every round. <laughs> Every every every, so every round. That's not appealing to me. So I mean, weird. It's I mean, like, what do I want? Grass divots yeah. in my chest hairs. Every so round. Talk about bugs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He'd wear a white towel around his neck, like like wow. if he was working out or something. He'd play golf, yeah, like that all, all the time. I mean, it was. It, it so, was, what was the best thing you heard or saw out there that you can tell safely? Oh, quick little I mean, anecdote. I mean, it was just there. There wasn't. I mean, I I got to you know meet presidents in there i mean yeah, you know cool. president bush would, would you know came in there a few times i mean he okay. loved the place how many did you ever shake his hand yeah absolutely how many presidents sitting active or are we talking since they're out of office no it, when i was there was because uh this is hw he would have been out of the office in 92 right so i would have been there in like 96 90 so it was a few years after he okay you know, was out former presidents still for, impressive though yeah because yeah, after bush it was it was, it was kind of frowned upon. Yeah. After oh, that, yeah. Because it they started going more to Army Navy <laughs> right. because it was all men's club, and that was yeah. you know, politically oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not yeah. correct. I, I will tell you a story that relates to your last topic in the last segment about free golf. So even Burning Tree, they allow employees to play golf on Monday. Get so out. Which, yeah, which is yeah. crazy. And, and, uh, so the, Does that include caddies? Yeah, and by the way, they have legendary caddies there, like at, yeah. like at Augusta. They actually have a, a, a book that a member – wrote on About the, the caddies. caddies and all their crazy nicknames like fishtails <laughs> and like yeah. you know, rocket yeah exactly Beetlejuice. yeah exactly like all these all these names the guys have been there forever but the the, the first monday that i started working there I, I didn't even i didn't even wait like a month or anything i was like man i can play golf for free <laughs> like here <laughs> here and, we go i didn't even know i brought three of my friends Ooh. no <laughs> so, they're like so, no you don't have an unlimited yeah. guest yeah. policy yeah. So i literally brought three of my friends we got out of the car and walked up and uh thankfully charlie was not there that day okay. and uh had pro and, and like wow and like uh you know somebody else came out and, was and you like, survived to tell yeah, about somebody it somebody else right. was like hey a-hole you can play you me? get and your like, friends out yeah, of here like, yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah go swim Rodas, yeah. give us one good golf story before we're done today i've told this one before but i i always always get a kick out i mean i've had ladies uh come up to me and say you know what you got to give my husband a, a lesson because uh no one will play with us anymore because he's too slow um, and, you know, a bunch of other things. Like I've had lessons where we didn't hit a golf ball. It was just a psychological examination. But I taught a guy. I won't, I won't give his name. Uh, he was in the operating room. He was a neurosurgeon for when the assassination of uh, Reagan happened with uh, Brady. Wow. He was operating on Brady. 
He comes up and he has a killer bee driver. It's 52 <laughs> inches long. He tees the ball up about six inches in the air. And back then the head wasn't too big. And I said, Doc, I, that might be teed up a little bit too high. He goes, no, no, no. I like to tee the ball up high. He swings, goes right under the golf ball. It falls straight down. I said, maybe we'll tee it up just a little bit lower. Okay, tees it up, hit some good shots. He has a lesson a week later. Neurosurgeon pulls out the driver, tees the ball up six inches in the air. I go, Doc, I think that's a little bit teed up too high. No, 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 I love it teed up high. Doc, I thought we talked about this. Yeah, right under the ball again. And I said, I hope I don't have any brain damage in the near future. Because <laughs> I don't want this guy operating no, right. on me. <laughs> Did you say that to him? No. Oh, okay. No, no, I just let it slide and just laughed to myself. I'll never, as I do quite often on the tee. I know. I'll never forget I was uh, waiting to get a lesson from John over at Woodmont one time, and I was on the back private tee warming up, and I'm listening, overhearing him teach up this nice uh, lady, and she's hitting balls here and there, and finally John says, well, tell me, Mrs. Havocam, where you're <laughs> aiming. She says, and this gobsmacked me, she said, you know what, John, I want you to guess where I'm aiming. Yeah. I want you to go ahead and see if you can figure that out. Yeah. And I said to myself, my God, that's the number one thing a golf pro has to do is know what zero is. Yeah. Know where you're actually trying to hit it right. to start decoding what you're actually doing wrong. And she course, said, the, the next sentence was, your shoes look lovely. <laughs> <laughs> but she said, I want you to guess where yeah. I'm aiming. And yeah. I'm like, well, this is some game. We're now not actually teaching golf. We're just playing a game. You probably here. don't have to guess. I can tell you where you're aiming. Where you're hitting it is another story. I can tell you where you're aiming. All right. I also once turned out a chance to open Lansdowne's Norman course by playing a celebrity round with the Greg Norman. Oh, wow. Turned it down. You know why? Two reasons. One, I was playing terribly. I was all golfed out. I'd just come back from playing a bunch of rounds in a row. I was hitting it terribly. Didn't want to do that. Secondly, I kind of had a thing. I don't like Norman. Yeah. On principle, I said, I bash this guy all the time on the radio. Now I'm going to be like, hey, hey, Greg, how you doing? Put my arm around him. Good so I turned you. it down. Good for me. No, I got in trouble ethics, for that. Radio ethics. Yeah. yeah my boss yeah. at the time was like, what are you doing? You're making us look bad. And I'm like, give it to somebody else. Right. I'm like, I didn't go on the radio saying I've turned it down. But anyway, yeah. that's I'm, that. I'm probably with you on that one. All right. Anything else before we're done today? Fellas, it's been great having you in the in the van, CJ. Anything else? CJ, give me your uh, quick prediction. Just give me a name. Who's going to win the PGA? Oh, this is a prediction from the future, basically, because yeah. it's Tuesday. Yep. Uh, well, you know, if I was picking one of the the big boys, that it, I'll give you two. One one big boy is Tony Finau. Okay. And one smaller dark horse would be Ryan Palmer. Okay. I'll go. Uh, I'll go Justin Thomas. Okay, yeah, this is the kind of yard Justin Thomas would seemingly thrive at. I think so. All right, fellas, so. another edition of the Capital Golf Gang is in the books. Thank you very much for listening. As always, get a lesson here at the Ronas Academy. We'll have uh, uh, Ronnie back on the show next week. He's coming with us to Pinehurst. He won again on the one-day circuit. Did you see another that? 63 bucks. Three, three in a row he's now on so the one-days. They're oh, going to yeah. ban they're him from they, that. They are. Thing. They're going to kick him out. Yeah, they're going to like, you're too good for yeah. us. So uh, anyway, and uh, salute Military Golf Association, smga.org. Memorial Day is coming up. It's a perfect time to see if you can get involved, help donate, or just raise awareness for the organization. That's it for us. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend, and we will see you next week. This has been the Capital Golf Gang on the Team 980. If you'd like the gang to visit your home course, send your inquiries to zabe 
at yahoo.com. That's C-Z-A-B-E at yahoo.com. Or visit the show page at www.theteam980.com. And for free swag, we're all in extra large. So yeah, thanks for the shirts.